What is up, nerds? It is me, Iggy, and I am here for an episode of Press Play, the one and only Project Nerd podcast that challenges you to press that play button. And it wouldn't be Press Play without my talented and beautiful co-host. It is Tyler, or Iggy, I guess, but let's switch that. It's Tyler. There you go. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? I am fantastic. How about you, sir? Not too bad. Not too bad. Good. Weather's fine. Weather's lots, lots going beautiful. On. Weather's beautiful it, it this week. Rained here. a little bit this morning for the first time in a while, but the last like week and a half, it's been super awesome. There we are. There we are. It is Press Play, our live stream podcast that you can catch right now live. You can catch it right now live. At this exact right? moment. In time. At this exact moment. We already have a comment, and I don't know who you are, Facebook user, but I miss yeah. you too. I miss you too. Um if you are in the Project Nerd Facebook group, you have to give the group permissions to use your name. I don't remember the details of it. If you are watching us on our Facebook page, Twitch, or YouTube, uh, it'll show your username there. Um, but I miss you too, Facebook user. Um, uh, always nice um, that our moms are already watching because that's our our two fans, right? So it probably I don't is know my- that I don't. My grandmother is probably watching. <laughs> I don't know that my mother has ever listened to a single podcast. I know that's my grandma fair. listens though. She lets me know whenever a new one comes up. That's fair. That's fair. Now people won't believe us, Tyler, but our podcast is a biweekly podcast. We just do monthly lately, and that's because a couple weeks ago. I was eating all the delicious food I could in wonderful, sunny Cancun. Um, And I've come back to Colorado and my face is just a peeling orange skin now because it's just so dry here. It's so dry. It's ridiculous. Um, But I want to go back to eating all the food. That's where I was. And that's what I miss. Uh, Oh, we got a follow-up comment. It's Melissa from my prior gig. I miss you too, Melissa. Uh, Everybody... Well, miss some people at my prior gig. We'll just put it that way. Uh, but uh, was traveling, so that's why we took uh, an extra week off. But we did meet a month ago to talk Empire Records, Rex Manning Day. There we are. You know, we were in the original cast, as you can true. see there. A lot of people there. don't know that. All right. Um, a lot of people we, don't know that. <laughs> we talked many other things, uh, too, but mostly picked our favorite cult classic films, Um I was some pretty strong lists too. I will say. All I mean, I films. I feel like I won, but oh, you're, I didn't, both, well, the, both the lists were good. We weren't competing, first of all. Yeah, we were definitely competing. <laughs> uh, we weren't, but uh, since then, since we've met, uh, I feel it's very imperative, important to share. We've announced our slate for the 2023 Project Nerd Film Festival happening right here in Westminster, Colorado, June 10th. So many movies, so many pilots, so, so many. many short pieces and like the uh the closing the big the big the big the big closing number is uh i'm so excited (laughs) jason trusts for fp forever so the fp uh which is a post-apocalyptic thriller about two street gangs in fraser park that must compete for territory in a to the death match of its beat beat revelation or a, a play off a dance dance revolution it is cheesy it is campy it is wonderfully fantastic uh we love it jason tross great guy we've done interviews with him you can find on project nerd he did the fp2 which was also incredible um but where he really won lately was the fp3 he made with one other person in his living room he painted his living room wall green 
during COVID pandemic. And they made the entire movie with the digital background. And he won a lot of film festival awards with that one for that concept. Uh, and then for the FP for Evs, he's wrapping it up for Evs with the whole franchise. And you're exactly right. Our 2022 winner, best in show short film, Double Trouble, which is about two kids who go into a video game. It's fantastic. We'll be opening for our evening event that, like you said, will be headlined by FP for Evs. Uh, but we open with the award-winning animations that if you are in the Denver area, that's free. That whole block is free. You just got to reserve your seat because we do have limited seats. But you can come watch those animated movies for free. And they're all kid-friendly. And you know what? The, we're at the Origin Hotel, which has a restaurant in there, and we'll serve you brunch. And we're making a special brunch menu just for you. It includes Harley Quinn's favorite breakfast sandwich. Uh, it includes so many good things, too. I, I'm excited for that menu when it'll get shown. But you're right. We have where do, tons where of do I get where do I get tickets for the whole shebang? Oh, just go to projectnerd.com for everything. That's where you go. And right at the top of it is Project Nerd Film Festival links in our top menu or the front top banner. I'm rambling because I am so excited about this film festival, right, Tyler? Like I don't shut be. up about it. I you should be. be. I'm super upset that I'm not gonna be able to be there. It like is it the worst possible time for me, but I'm I I'm excited to hear about all the, the films. So we're gonna have to talk about your attendance record sir but that's fine listen, that's fine listen <laughs> that's it's understandable you're not in denver area but maybe some of you that watch us are i don't know but that's the film festival we do have a very big topic today which you probably saw in the title of our live streaming up so we'll get there but what do we always do at the beginning of a podcast that has tyler and iggy we talk current events or current pop culture i should put a like a little yellow arrow in there pop culture right so probably special happening this week tyler Anything i mean there's fun? one really 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 big thing that's happening and uh it's going to uh, there's one i would say thing slightly bigger than that that's happening though oh, sorry sorry there you go and slightly bigger than that like oh, that's those things doom, are the good the doom trailer <laughs> or Cinco okay, that Maya. happens that happens tomorrow and i'm super <laughs> excited is, about that, that happens, just no i mean this one's a, these are all very specific things. There's one very large over encompassing thing that affects pretty much everything we talk about on this podcast. And that is as of midnight last this morning, the WGA is on strike again. Oh, that is so that's so going to go back to current events. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think based on how the last writer, I mean, for those of you who are, you don't have to be that old, but our age, remembers the last slider strike it was a big deal and it went for a very long time and depending on how inside baseball you are with movies and television production and stuff like that there was a lot of things that changed at that moment um for in long term and in short term like a number of shows and movies just died because they were in the middle of like being produced or they were being written so like Pushing Daisies is a show that i was a very big fan of that got was killed by the writer strike numbers of shows it also was the second like peak of like just terrible reality TV show because they were cheap and easy to make. You didn't have to hire writers. Late night television went dark for ages and then they came back and tried to do it without writers and it was mostly just them messing around. But it like it's people, I think, fully. It's hard to if you're not someone who like follows the production of, of media, it's hard to overstate how important that the WGA's contract with all the different unions and stuff like that specifically is and all the unions who work in media 
the other thing is if you read any of the WGA's demands, you kind of were like, I don't understand how this is a fight. Like, but I, I, I would predict that this one will last significantly less time than the last big WGA strike for two reasons. One of how badly that one, like F I mean, messed up the industry for a while. And number two, all of the demands this time, not that they weren't the last time, but like no They're reasonable, no reasonably thinking person who could read these demands and be like, Oh yeah, they're, they're asking for the, the world. So, so question for you, sir. My first question, why I was like over here like this, because um, did the, la the last writer strike, as I'm trying to think of time frame, did that also coincide with the last house marketing crash? Uh, not exactly. Housing markets crash? The Pretty last, the, no, so the last was it 2007 one, for the last strike? Was that was what it, it was? 2008. It ended in 2008, but it ended, I want to say, like early, like February of 2008. So before so things it created, went like it created a it maybe have been the, i mean it had there was a lot of things direct effect it was a direct effect this but, was um, it we've solved we've solved yeah, world hunger because it ran from it ran what like four months because it started in november like it started right as like the holiday season was gearing up and it ran all the way through like the end of february but i mean it's hard to overstate like how many things how many projects it it torpedoed how many shows either ended up getting canceled or pushed back and stuff a lot of the way and i also think it it was one of the first shows to really usher it like streaming obviously i mean the big one of the big the biggest reasons for that strike was money getting paid for streaming because that was when streaming was really starting to hit its stride but also like it was around the time where a lot of streaming services became very creator driven and they also became shorter where it's like, we're not going to commit to 24 episodes a season of anything. We're going to do like seven right. and it's going to be whatever. So there's a lot to unpack with it, but it, it was a big deal. And this one is also a big deal, but I, if I had question. to predict it will be shorter than four months. So follow-up question for you. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm also feeling like we should have aired this late night because you're right. It's all reruns tonight. We should have, we should have gone on the air at Ted Eastern. What are we thinking here? We could have taken over Jimmy Fallon's spot. NBC would have put us right on the air. Okay. So that wasn't by design though. Like we didn't know months ago, maybe months ago, we didn't know many moons ago that this was going to be this week, but you're right. We do have that strike. Which a lot of it is again around streaming, like it's the the streaming. This one has a lot to do with streaming, and yeah. also the the number one topic on everyone's lips. It seems like these days, it also has a lot of information around uh, the use of um, AI or machine learning sorts of like mechanisms to like write a script or you know that kind of stuff has actually become a topic all of a sudden because it's a topic yes. in every industry all of a sudden, all the time. You can't get away from it. But also this week, I want to think positive, and it's Star Wars Day. May Star the 4th be with you. That's why we opened up with a long time ago. Or no, it was a short I think, hold on. It's going to hide our faces for a second, but it said a short time ago on a podcast far, far away. Um, I feel like you're forever far away, Tyler. I miss you. Anyways. <laughs> Welcome to come visit. Um, May the 4th. Be, you know, obviously it's a play on words and it's become pretty big holiday. Disney's really embraced it as well. They do a number of announcements. They do all kinds of stuff. Um, we get a, I think, a Simpsons cartoon on Disney Plus this year, like for baby Ma uh, Maggie as part of it. So um, I don't know. How do you celebrate Star Wars Day, Tyler? Um, It depends. Like, obviously, the announcements are usually enough to 
tied me over. I'm curious because they just had celebration in Europe super recently and announced right. umpteen Everything. different Star Wars yeah. projects. Is there anything? Have they did they leave anything in the tank for the fourth? Maybe some trailers? Or are they going to release something that they? That's true. Because did we like, only only get the Ahsoka trailer and the game trailers? I feel like out of celebration, we got right? this. We and we also got uh, the um, the teaser trailer for the new the new season of Visions. Okay, okay. But they also like introduced this person's going to make a movie and this is person going to make a movie and we're going to make a show about this. Um, maybe I don't know. I can't think of anything that they. That's could why do they were like. Of, like Crap, just give them a Simpsons short. <laughs> I can't think of anything they could do short of like release a show that we think is a ways. Like if all of a sudden they're like, oh, actually, also today, season two of Andor is going to drop, which is not going to happen. 100% right. not going to happen. But like do something like that. But it being so close to like celebration, I'm curious what we'll get. But I mean, I love Star Wars. We're going to talk about this that link later when we talk about like fandoms. But I love all things Star Wars. I mean, I love the Mandalorian. I love all the movies. I love most of the movies. I love the Mandalorian. <laughs> you can't love, say it anymore. Show, I mean, I love. I I I loved. I loved the old expanded universe. I haven't really gotten into the new expanded universe, but at some point I'll break down. And I know Adam has read a lot of those new books. I haven't done it yet, but at some point I'll probably do it. But there's nothing that's ever going to be have the Star Wars name on it that's going to go into a theater that I'm not going to go see opening weekend or watch right. on streaming when it comes drops on Disney Plus. It's just not going to happen. I don't. There's never going to be a world where that's going to happen, right. um, because it's such a integral part of my just being when it comes to pop culture and media and stuff like that. So, well, also celebrating this week is uh, the Geeks' favorite hall. It's like we just had Record Store Day, which I was out of town for, and now we get Free Comic Book Day, which guess what? I'm out of town for. So, uh, all the cool stuff. Um, have you found a comic book store by your new location yet, Tyler? I have. There's a cup. There's none very close to me, but I have found a couple cool ones that are like, if I want to grab on the train or make a short drive, aren't too bad. So I'll probably check one. I just haven't. I haven't really looked at the. Is there any? Who's got big drops? Like who's got who's got the big ones that you need to get? What was that? I heard there was an Umbrella Academy one, and I know you'll probably want to get that one. Um, um, so if I plug that our uh, Colorado Batman and, and uh, Wonder Woman mini will be at I Want More Comics, maybe they'll pick me up an Umbrella Academy one since I'm out of town. I don't know if they're watching. Uh, I don't know what's all dropping. I honestly haven't looked. I, I know there's it's gonna make um, me more depressed for missing it. I know there's some I mean, all the big names will obviously have stuff. You know, obviously there'll be an Archie thing. I know Star Horse will have some of their there's they'll do something for Star Wars the High Republic. I'm sure they'll have an issue. I, I can't imagine I mean there'll be hundred I mean, I should say hundreds. There'll be lots and lots of comics. Um, I just haven't usually there'll be one or two that jumps out at me that I'm like I'll hear about and I'll be like, oh man, I really need that. Um, I'm sure there'll be a cool Ninja Turtle one that you'll probably need to have someone get for you. Gosh, I'm gonna get make a list now. I will be um, partaking in a a nice dinner and uh, hiding up in the mountains for the weekend. Uh, no comic stores there, but if you are in the Denver area, uh, I did mention I want more comics here on the north side, on the south side. My my buds down at Hall of Justice always love what they're doing with free comic book days. So check it out, uh, Kansas City fans, since we have big. Can't say falling. Obviously, you have uh, Elite Comics, and then of course Omaha Krypton Comics is probably the best known one. Uh, feel free, ever you are watching, 
mom and Tyler's grandma. Tell us what local comic store you have, and we'll throw your comment up on the screen so they can get a shout out. Uh, but I am going to backtrack. We're talking this week. I'm going to backtrack real quick before we get into our main topic and talk just, we got brought just a brief moment to cover a million things from last week. Uh, clicked on the wrong one. CinemaCon was last week. It was in Las Vegas this was year. Was it ever? And every day. There was just insane amounts of news about trailers that we that they're doing so much better now about not letting them leak on the internet for one and not releasing them. And I'm gonna be honest, that's kind of pissed me off. <laughs> like I want y'all, <laughs> I want y'all to fail at this again and let people leak these online. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. All of, of all of Mar the Mario Brothers movie was on Twitter for like eight hours the other day. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that. Uh, Anyways, I won't go there. But yes, CinemaCon, uh, Warner Brothers had a huge deal. I mean, they showed everything from what Aquaman 2 to the Dune footage to uh, some uh, plenty of other things. Uh, what did Universal what, show? Fast and What was the 20. big Warner Brothers drop, though? What was the one that everyone was talking about, though? Barbie, the one that I, obviously. Oh, my God, it looks so good. I'm so excited for Barbie. And the, you, you, were, you thought you were going to capture me in something, but no, I'm super excited for Barbie. That looks like a blast uh, the meg is getting a sequel so oh uh, we've talked about the meg on this on this uh podcast I know, before Evie and there's loves it like it insanely loves it well and they're like there's like <coughs> excuse me there's like 10 books in that series of the of the big oh right under, right we did like cover there's that, like a, they have there's the like a weirdest titles yeah they have these all these wild titles like so apparently there's content for them to keep making the meg movies forever i mean there's a lot of big giant creatures under the sea, apparently. So, well, uh, uh, twelve-year-old audience is there for it because Evie is uh, crazy about it. That's for sure. I also was not aware until uh, CinemaCon that they were working on a Kung Fu Panda four. I'm not surprised; those movies make just insane amounts of money. Right. But I didn't know they're, that was coming. Right, they're rebooting Sh Shrek too. I think is what another thing. I know it's just no. There was tons of announcements. Um, we're really I don't know. We've, we've, we've spent a lot of time on current events. So if you do are interested in CinemaCon trailers, uh, drop a comment to tell us which one you were looking forward to, to hopefully eventually drop. We get, my, we get the Dune one tomorrow. Out. Oh, the Dune one is tomorrow, which I do. Hold on. Let me go. I do have a, the Dune one is tomorrow. There we go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm producing the show myself. Cause our producer is a no called no show. Um, but I'm also, we were talking about this before we started. I'm super excited for this movie. I went and saw it, Dungeons and it, Dragons yesterday it, and this trailer God. again, and this trailer was before it again. And it just always gives me a good feeling. It looks so much fun. It mm -hmm. looks so much fun. Um, I, I mean, I, there's, I was about to say there hasn't ever been a Ninja Turtles thing that I didn't enjoy at some point, but like, I didn't really like the, either of the new two, like um, the first of the new sort of CGI live action, Megan Fox one, was okay. I really like William Fickner. If you put William Fickner in a movie, like I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some credit, but I liked the, I mean, I love Like we're in the right demo. Like we went and saw the first original three in theaters, mm -hmm. saw them all watch the cartoon in the eighties and the nineties. I like the original, like the first, I don't even know how to phrase it. The first of the animated theatrical released movies. The one that like Sarah right. Michelle Geller and with all those no, it just TMNT is what it was called, yeah, yeah, and all the cartoons like the the cartoon show's been rebooted a hundred times, and I like all of them. So yeah, I mean, 
they they always get really good people with them. The how you feeling about this new logo? It's interesting. It's a kind of fun, like it's it's a somewhere in between the original like comic book logo and the cartoon show logo. It's not quite as like rough as like the original comic book logo, but it's in that. It feels very much more in that realm. I'm curious. I'm really curious to see because like the trailer definitely still feels a little bit fun and kid friendly, but like this is being produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Like they were the ones who made this the happen. Like, they're they're known Preacher. for the boys and Preacher and going and getting these these like underground not underground, but like smaller into your into your comics and like that have more mature themes. And for those who are not like fans of the original comic book, like the original TMNT was one hundred percent not for kids. It was 100% like an underground indie comic that was almost like a weird send up of like Power Rangers, Super Sentai like comics, plus like some other things all kind of mashed together. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely not for kids. And there's been a lot of TMNT stuff since the original that's more geared towards like people our age. We, but... talked, we talked last Ronin last time. Oh my God, I love last Ronin. But this one has actual like kids you know i say kids but like teenagers voicing the turtles right um i'm just excited seth rogan is bebop is just that those two I'm, things go together to look work for me so would you say that the ninja turtles maybe is a what are your favorite uh franchises or something i know it's definitely like in your top three if it was it was my number one for a good chunk of my childhood and stayed in my top five most of my childhood. As I've gotten older, I haven't held on to it quite as much. Still love it, um, but it's definitely. I mean, if I had to say like top five, the things that I still like latch on to is like weird fandoms. It definitely probably doesn't make the list, but I do still. Right. Hold well, a candle I, in my heart for it. I first reached out to you and I worded it in a weird way. I said, what are your favorite fandoms? And then we were like, no franchises because some fandoms, like some of our favorite, one of our main favorite franchises has some problematic fandom. Uh, I mean, going on. almost every, fr- <laughs> right. every fandom that I still consider myself a part of sucks for the most part. But <laughs> right. Let's be clear. Um, but uh, I didn't want to make another list. I don't want to, this to, to be our list show this is press play and we're eventually going to get guests back in here and do stuff right now um i just really wanted to talk them in general so we're not ranking them but if i was to rank them ninja turtles would have definitely been one that i would have grabbed and put out here um i i uh, i love me some ninja turtles i i there was a period where i you use the words pulled away from it i did i did pull away a little bit um but the comics pulled me back in when um, Eastman got back involved with the the new yeah. newer idea, and I say newer like it's been, it's been like seven eight years now at this point. This IDW run, which is just I, fantastic. I honestly I need to read more IDW comics because I haven't picked up an IDW comic in the last decade and not been like, wow, this is really good. Right, like right. this is fantastic. And those comics definitely help because the, the other thing was that there just wasn't much they had their heyday in the exact right spot for us with action figures and movies and cartoons. And then there just wasn't much for a really long time. And then they definitely had a resurgence, but I had a lot of Ninja Turtle action figures as a kid. I saw all the movies. I had the video cassettes of all the cartoons. I went and saw their like live concert series coming out of their shells. Absolutely. God, saw that as like it. an eight year old. It was like the highlight of my life. I mean, got the VHS on my way out too. Oh, I have the VHS yeah. of it too. Because the VHS is of like a New York show, but I saw right. it in 
Wichita, Kansas. But uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely they they were a big of all the like Saturday morning slash toy driven action figure. These guys, these guys were probably easily my number one. Transformers are in there. I was never like a huge GI Joe guy, but I had some GI Joes. Right. So I would have some random GI Joes and Transformers and I love Transformers. And I mean, you've seen my, my yeah. beautiful Optimus Prime that I have now, but if I was asking for something as a kid, I only asked for two things was Ninja Turtles toys or baseball cards. Like that was it. And that's all I asked for on holidays. And so because of that, I had t- like, I maybe had, like I said, a couple Transformers, a couple GI Joes, but I had, I had the, the pizza slinger. I had the van. I had the blimp. I had the original. I still got some of the original turtles hiding in this closet. I, right I didn't, here. I didn't have the blimp. I did have the van. I did have the bike and a lot of the characters, oh, the, bike, the bike with the sidecar. Uh, a friend of mine had the techno crag, which is the one I always wanted. Okay. So I didn't have that, that my parents weren't in that realm and they didn't have friends that were at that level. I didn't, I didn't have that. I had a friend who had the techno crag and I definitely wanted that one. The other one that I had, I think back, I'm thinking about toys I owned other than like, those the one that keeps popping in my head not nearly as big of a franchise or a fandom but there was a period of time where there was a very popular cartoon in addition to the movies and a lot of toys and i had a lot of ghostbusters toys action Uh, figures i had the proton pack i had the ghost trap i love me some ghostbusters but i I had i had an ecto i had an ecto one like the studebaker that's a cool action figure they have a Lego Ecto one now. You should really. Uh, they really they have a Lego everything. I know. They're, if I, but it's Le- like one of those two hundred dollar ones. So it's like this bit. Like it's a. That's good size. yeah. It's one of those hobbies. I used to love Legos when I was a kid. I had a friend who had like one of those rooms in the basement, which is like a table, like the pirate ship in the castle. I used to love Legos, but it's. I have enough overly expensive hobbies between, you know, comic books and video games and books and Warhammer and Gundam. Like getting into, next thing you know, I'm buying seven hundred fifty dollar Millennium Falcons, and like that's the end you know so right listen that that millennium falcon every time i wander into that lego store it's it's gonna end up like it's i'm just gonna do it at some point and my oh, wife is, I see my it wife's gonna leave time. me my wife's yeah. gonna leave me because i'm my spending. sister last year two years ago for christmas my sister gave me the atat not the big atat the one that where the feet are like this big but like the medium size atat lego set yeah. and it's so awesome it, it's set up behind this uh this Ninja no, Turtles record right here. <laughs> so, so much fun. And they're just fun on that back together. wall. My my Legos now is has become Gundam. Figures, I'm assuming which... this Facebook user is my wife because there's a no, you're not getting the $750 one. I'm assuming no. that's what that comment is. It popped up when I said that. So um my Legos no, I... now are Gundam, which we'll get into that franchise. We'll get into that fandom peripherally here in a moment, but I've been building a lot of Gundams lately. So all right, all right. Uh, we are talking them. Uh, you did. I said, hey, name me some things that you want to talk about that you want to cover. Franchises, fandoms, whatever. Um, I know one of your biggest things uh, that you are just, it, you are the book guy for Project Nerd. Books are. I do love, I do love a book. Books are There things. are a lot uh, of book franchises that, dis- I mean, that's my number one. Like That's why I made sure. If I, if, I, if I had to give up, yeah, I if care, I had to give up any and all things. Now, granted, obviously, um, the great, great late sir terry pratchett is not with us anymore so we'll never get any more like discord discworld content there's still been attempts some good some bad some somewhere in between to like adapt his works into various forms 
There's been years ago, there was cartoons, there's been movies on Sky, there was a television show on the BBC that was supposed to be about the watch and had the same characters, but there really wasn't any at all about the watch and it was terrible. Um, I love Discworld. I love everything about Discworld. Like I, there's, he's my favorite author. They're my favorite series of books. I love a lot of series of books. I love a lot of cool genre franchises and have read, you know, every, all of Wheel of Time and Lord of the Rings and Everything. What about Sanderson? Whatever, but I. What about when you were a wee Tyler, a little Tyler? Maybe some uh, goosebumps. I mean, Is I did read you? a lot of goosebumps. I didn't read nearly as many as some other ones did, but I definitely read a lot. I do love some R.L. Stein. The one that I missed on that, like, I feel like people our age always like hit on though is. Uh, of that is goosebumps, and then one I totally missed the boat on, but I I have friends who still get obsessed about. It. Did you ever read any Animorphs? No, I, I'm familiar, but I didn't really read them. No, that's one that I definitely missed. I don't know if I'm a little bit too old for it, or I just totally missed the boat on that. But I, I feel like we are. I feel like because my younger, I feel like the friends mother, of mine that I know who are really into it are not like that much younger than me, but they're a little bit younger than me. So I think I missed the boat on that one. But I did love some uh, goosebumps. We mentioned earlier the trailer for this I do, movie dropping. I do but love the Dune. Book, so Dune has a tricky one for me because, like, I do love the original novel. I love the original novels by Frank Herbert. I have not amazing feelings about the books that his son and Kevin J. Anderson have gone gone on to write. I've read a lot of them. I haven't read all of them because I finally hit like the breaking point where my nostalgia for the for the world uh, could no longer overpower how not good those books were and how much some of the like plot points and decisions that were made in writing them kind of like defeated the purpose of some of the original books. Because those are where like obviously Frank Herbert originally wrote. Uh, what six seven books and then and they're very they range all over the place they start getting very cerebral and weird where it's like we have this movie right the movie that everyone's at right now is the original new novel which has been split in two for these movies and then followed by children of dune or dune messiah and then children of dune the next book in the series is called god emperor of dune and takes place three thousand years after the end of the third book like the first three books take place over the course of a couple years and then you jump three thousand years and then things start getting weird and metaphysical but I do love those books a lot. And then probably so. another, which the Dune book is great. The probably the um, the Dune series, excuse me, one of the most successful book franchises to film. Have uh, never read a Harry Potter book. Never read them. Interesting. No. Well, it's, I have different. It was post us being kids, and Harry Potter was read to my kids. That's why we read the books. Like yeah. I read those to it's, my son. Part of it is like I don't know that I'll ever go back and read them at this point. Like I feel like that ship has sailed. I know I made attempts to do it. Here, there's two problems with it. One, I'm just slightly too old for like when they really peaked. The other problem is, is when they were really starting to hit the ground running, and like people were like, "These are the greatest books ever." I was obviously pretentious, dipshit, like nerdy, like no, kid who no. was like, "No, but you know how you get there." He's like, you know, like people are like, mm, "You don't." I listen to real music, or I was into them before I got. I, I, By the time these books were big, I had already read all of Lord of the Rings had started wheel of time was into like quote unquote real fantasy. And I'm like, I'm not going to read these kitty books and they're not, they weren't definitely not geared towards me. And then I remember I had a, uh, my girlfriend at the time, the girl I was dating for quite a few years during this period of time was huge in these books and took me to, I saw all the movies. I've seen every single Harry Potter movie in the theater, most of them with her. But, um, I remember she had the ball and I remember trying to pick one up and like, just start to reading it. And I know that they get better as you go through the series, but those first couple books where it's like the prose is clunky, 
the world building is like inconsistent. It does. It has all these like rules where they like, don't remember, really follow. Remember, like, Tyler was pretentious about listen, books. Like, <laughs> not anymore. I will read all sorts of trash now. Like, I read a lot of really terrible fantasy, and I love it. But at the time, I had standards that I felt like were important. But listen, you're as someone who you know you when you get there's also a certain level where, and like I said, they do get better as the series goes on. I know, I know lots of people have read them, but like in those early books, if you're someone who is familiar with like the tropes of fantasy and magic and stuff like that. There's a lot of things that are annoying about them. And there's a lot of things that are like, so there's a secret werewolf thing prowling the school, blah, blah, blah. My, meanwhile, we just got a new teacher whose last name is Lupin. <laughs> Can you see the twist coming in this one? I don't know. Well, and for the, younger the people might have been of, The power of it. love is like the magic that's, I just, I have problems with. Harry Potter, so not, not with withdrawn from like my problems with J.K. Rowling, with <laughs> right? Everything. But just Harry Potter in general, I I just never got on the boat. But I I don't discount its power and importance in the greater canon of like fantasy literature and fandom over the last you know thirty years. So right, so we're talking fandoms and franchises. So we're really focusing on franchises here. One that that kind of piqued me on both words and it's, it's going to might seem like a reach at first, but we're talking reading. So I'm going to stick with saga. I really feel like a fandom has grown here. This obviously has been an award-winning comic by all, but if I talk to any adult who says they're still actively reading comics, they, they read like they read saga, they read saga. It's you read saga, um, which it's back by the way. And when I reread through the first half, I had, I had mentally blocked out how that first half ended on purpose. Like I, when I reread it to get ready for the new volume, I was like, wait, I completely forgot this happened because I wanted to forget this happened. It, I haven't had something like that impact. I haven't had a piece of pop culture reading, especially impact me at that level that that does. This is one of the most beautifully written things. So as a franchise, I, I love it from, from top to bottom. Ev the characters, everything about it. Well, Brian K. Vaughn is just brilliant, which you, I know you agree. But I really like that I wanted to bring this one into the show because I really see a fandom growing here. It scares me because what does that mean for on screen? It's going to eventually happen. And uh, what, uh, you know, that's a hard one. But it also excites me that I, I could just talk to people about Saga. I talk to coworkers about Saga. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, really? I mean, it's, I think even if you're not like a comic, if you, or if you're just trying to get into comics or get back into comics, I can't imagine ever going. It's just, it's the one that it's an easy recommend. Like, I can't think of anyone I wouldn't be like, oh no, you should read this. Like, there are a lot of things that I watch and a lot of things that I read and a lot of things that I consume where I'm just like, if you were to ask me for a recommendation, I would have to like, hmm, you know, I'm not going to recommend this one for you specifically, but how about this one, right? just fitting to people's tastes and thresholds for certain things. There's no one I wouldn't hand a copy of saga to zero. There are zero people that I wouldn't be like, you should definitely read this. And it doesn't hurt that it has won and or been nominated for God knows how many Hugo's Harvey's Eisner's. Like, well, it's, it's won multiple Eisner's for best ser ongoing series. I mean, I mean, I don't know that there's a ser year that it's been actively being published where it wasn't, nominated for probably best series and best graphic story for the Hugo and the Eisner. I yeah. would think, right. I, I'd be shocked if so. I know it hasn't won every year, but I agree. I think it's nominated every year. Well, that's 
some on the reading side. And as I dig through my graphics here, we might find more that are reading. Um, but uh, looking at a few... You mentioned it. Is there, has there... Does anyone actually own the rights or do they still hold on to the rights for it? I don't. I, I don't. I haven't heard anything. I'm not saying there hasn't been and that I missed it, but there isn't anything actively in the works that has been put into my, uh, it, on in my, you know, at radar. I haven't seen anything in terms of like it being adapted, but it's one of those things as it grows, you know, like, you know, it's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen at some point, whether it's a couple of years or, a couple more years. Um, question is, is I mean, it's rough because early, because like early on, hard. I remember early on, Brian K. Vaughn was always very clear that like the reason he created Saga was to do things and tell stories and do things that he couldn't do in movies mm -hmm. and television and that media. I just wonder if at some point the popularity and or the money or just like the powers that be just become too overwhelming to like deny. I it. think so. I think so. But it is it is awesome, and um, I mean they make enough money just selling lion lion cat merchandise. I feel like uh, I know. I'm sure <laughs> how many how many different lion cat like branded things are in your home? Well, first of all, one of them was drawn by my wife or painted. Better, I should say. I have an oil painting of lion cat, like notorious big style with the crown on on its head. Um, obviously the. The plush you here. Don't, you don't have the the big I do. resin that they made. Do I you do have, have the. Okay. I have the. It's in the glass case. So it's it, uh, okay. our glass display case has our nicest pieces, but it's also kind of because it's smaller than the other shelves and off to the side. I don't think it gets the attention it deserves, but it is it is definitely in there. Um, I've considered even getting the alternate versions of it, the the because they do have a gold version of that resin statue. Um, I do. I don't collect many pop vinyls, but I do have all like all the saga ones, even the variants. Um, and I, and because I, I like them for being saga. They're out of the boxes. They're on the shelf. Like I'm not intending on, you know, reselling those or anything. Uh, no, this is, this is one of those things that I really enjoy. And my daughter, not even reading it because she's not there yet to be able to adores lion cat for what she knows about it. My son has read through the series. Absolutely loves it. Uh, my wife loves the art, loves Fiona Staples work on there. It's fantastic, but we have to keep moving. I could, well, I could do a whole, about I could do yeah, a whole no. series on Saga. Listen, we don't even, we're going to give up some stuff here that I could spend the whole episode on. So let's, well, let's talk about one of the ones God, you picked to put John on the board. Bond. I do love the bond. Like this is one of those ones where you can always just watch one. There's so it's like, it has its tropes. It fits them. And like it just, it created half of the spy movie tropes, but like everyone has their favorite bond. Everyone has their favorite bond movie. Everyone has their favorite bond gadget. Everyone has their favorite bond villain. I just, I mean, I have the original, like the big, when Skyfall was about mm -hmm. to come out, they did a really big release of every single, because it was, that was the 50th anniversary that year, the yep. Skyfall 50th anniversary. Yep. So they came out with a book that was like a book and each page of the book was, or each two pages was a movie, it was one of the movies. And then it had a slot where like the Blu-ray slipped in and right. then it had information about it and pictures of the Bond girl and of the Bond and whatever. And then on the very last page, there was an empty spot for where you could slide Skyfall in when it came out. And I right. have it, and it's amazing. I've watched them. I mean, I don't watch them on Blu-ray, obviously, anymore. But I, I bought it and sold it's Adam, Adam, our previous co-host. I sold him all my old single edition Blu-rays that I had before that. So um, uh, that it's hard to – yeah. And, and Skyfall ended up being – I really, really loved No Time to Die. And obviously there's a lot of the classic ones that I really have 
fond memories of, but man, Skyfall is Skyfall might be my number one. Craig is Craig is I I think by far his era of Bond is the best Bond. Um, But what I wanted to add to what you were saying is you can always watch one. Part of that is is there is very different tones based on what Bond you're watching. So no matter what mood you're in, you can find kind of a Bond for it. Yes, exactly. You want find you want super cheese. Go get some Moonraker, man. You want like super suave, uh, probably a little inappropriate in the the women relationship part, like uh, just more slow, slow paced. Well, yes, but more slow paced burn. I'm going to head back to early times with uh, Sean Connery. Um, Or sometimes you're just in the mood for Eva Green. And so you watch Casino Royale because he's never... (laughs) Um, and then, of course, uh, well, I know who one of our, our watchers is right now. It is it is Aaron. Um, he she never stops talking about Casino Royale's part. Where he, I just um, I need to. Can we just talk about the spelling of the word defibrillate there? Because I don't. A, there's a lot of. <laughs> in there. I was going to say he he, defib- he defibrillates Aaron's heart. She she if Daniel Craig comes up in this house, I'm like, I'm pushed blues, out though. the door. I'm pushed baby out blues. the door. Uh, I do love me some Bond. Um Let's move along. Let's talk. Let's talk those bigger movie franchises. Still, we'll this one's that. this one's probably my biggest one. Like, I can't. I don't know that there's a series of films that were more formative when it comes to like my love of cinema and my like sensibilities when it comes to like big movies and storytelling than the engine. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom. I think Temple of Doom is actually the one I saw first because it came out in theaters when I was like in a because Temple right. Doom's a little bit, I mean, Raiders Lost, but obviously I own an original, like hanging in my living room in place of like the main spot is a, an original picture of original movie poster from the release of I've, Raiders Lost Star. It's there. It's there when you got it. Um, I had a fedora when I was a kid. I remember buying like a whip at the, at the, like at the county fair one year and like just going in the backyard and trying to wrap it around like the swing <laughs> set or a branch and swing it. Like there's, there's very few things. I remember reading all the young Indiana Jones books and the video games and the television show with uh, river Phoenix. I just, there's not really ever been that just like that distillation of those pulp serials that like Lucas and Spielberg loved, you know, put together. I just, it's hard to overstate. They, yeah, their influence on my just tastes as a, as a human when it comes to like pop culture. I love it. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And when I hear, when I hear that music slowly start in that new trailer, like there's, you can't, you, you can't not get excited. Like it's, it's that, that score just because exactly you're right. It's my child. Like it's childhood right there. It just, it triggers it. It's fantastic. Um, Another exciting film franchise that my son is probably one of his favorites. You mentioned this one when we were discussing him of what to put in here. I absolutely love it too. It, it makes it hard to hate Tom Cruise when you want to, because he's so good um, as Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible. We just There's so much fun, and they just they just keep getting better. Like obvious, that yeah, the first second one, trilogy was the second trilogy is so good, but the first oh, one is so, and even to this day, the plot doesn't quite make sense. Like it kind of does, and like you can believe you, but it's one of those. It was one of those first movies I remember like seeing. And then having arguments about like, so what did that mean? And what actually happened there? And then you had to go see it again. And then you see it a third time. And you're like, actually, I was wrong the second time. It was different that way. It's not that complicated, but it's it's edited in a way that's kind of like ambiguous. But and then and obviously it's repurposed from the original television show, but it also has one of the more 
influential pieces of like spy music where they mm-hmm. use those discordant chords to like give you that to give out that feel of like this means spy movie but <laughs> they're so good and that uh, i'm just trying to think and some of them are better than worse but like they've always had such good moments in them they've always had fun that's it's by far like he's hamming it up and it's he's not it's not obviously he's done far better work and he did he did far better work in his career but like um as in a villain turn i i philip seymour hoffman's arms dealer in the third one is just one of my favorite like villains on tv ever i mean on screen ever he's so good right well you remember when i got my sound system back when we were still best buy employees and that third one was out anytime i shut off my sound system it was that bridge scene from the third one that was my demo material for my big at the time 55 inch like led tv which those cost two thousand dollars at the time and then my awesome surround sound with that clip speaker facing down that was my demo material and the first one is so cheesy and homage to the series uh and it's great and it's say cheesy it really is good action but it has that right amount of like it has that 60s that 50s flair to it and that but that new trilogy they have really put like they are it's one of those things where they're like redefining what a spy thriller can be Oh, for sure. And I'm super excited for it. So I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, so we got a trailer for the new one like a year ago. Mm -hmm. But the movie's not going to come out until July. But then obviously, we spoke about it earlier. It was one of the big big buzzes at uh, CinemaCon was they showed a 20-minute sequence, like a chase sequence from it. And it that looks, was just him running for 20 minutes because well, it, it was it was Tom a car Cruise chase. It's a, it's a car he chase was running after the car because Tom Cruise has to run it. It's a car chase with him and Haley Atwell, who I'm super excited is in this one. I love Haley Atwell, who she got was in more things. But having her in this, I love Rebecca Ferguson. I love obviously Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg has been super fun. Uh, Vanessa Kirby is back mm-hmm. as um, Alana, who I loved. And when she showed up and not the last one, but the one before the last one, right? Yes, where she's like she's like the daughter of the the arms dealer from the very very first Mission Impossible, Maxine. Right, Max. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. I like her. I don't. I don't know. I love Vanessa Kirby. I'm just, I'm so I'm I'm in the bag for the Mission Impossible movies. It's one of those things like say what you will about Tom Cruise, the guy can make a blockbuster, and it's hard to not enjoy them. So right. Well, I'm gonna go real quick to a few that we just threw in here. I know we're not crazy, crazy about these. If Adam was here, he would definitely talk supernatural. We see this as a, this one definitely fits in our conversation because of the fandom side for sure. This has a dedicated hardcore fandom uh, for supernatural. Well, I mean, it ran for 20 years. It was it was a long one. Um, I mean, the I remember I remember when Supernatural debuted on tv because it was its lead-in was i gotta say this right its lead-in was smallville because this is like the height of smallville Mm -hmm. because um jensen ackles played a character in the second or third season of smallville he was like the high school coach who like at Smallville High, who like was in a relationship with Lana, whatever, whatever, and he had to leave. Like they wrote him out of the show, he left it so he could go star on this show. And then it was like on after or on the it was on the same obviously the CW. Right. But then, and I was in college. I remember this because we watched because like Smallville was watching at our house. Me and my roommates would always watch Smallville. And then 
I just remember always thinking like, oh, is it still on? And then, you know, 15, 20, 14 years later, it was still on. How many seasons did it go? How many, was it 15 seasons? I think seasons? you're around 14, 15 is right, yeah. Somewhere that's in that so area. It's insane. That is um, something that's ran even longer, which I know we both enjoy, and why wouldn't we? Uh, good old Doctor Who. Uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm excited to see the new Doctor. We, we've we had to kind of go back because we're introducing Aaron to it, so we're still back at, uh, we're still back at uh, Eccleston. Um, that's, that's definitely one that I fell off of. I was really into it when it first came back in what, 08 with Eccleston and then Tenet, Tenet and then um, the new that's one, Tenet. I can't think of his name, but he's, I love him on sex education on Netflix. Oh, he's fantastic, fantastic as the friend so, and sex education. And I'm excited to see, yeah. see him. But um, I should, at some point I should probably try to get back into Dr. Who, but it's been so long since I watched an episode of Dr. Who. Right. Well, thinking let's go bigger. So I would, I'd call this a whole fandom. This is a whole wow. fandom. Well, people, uh, Disney. people are hardcore about, I mean, it's, there's people who are just like hardcore about Disney. There's people that are hardcore specifically about the movies, people who are hardcore specifically about the parks and then people who are hardcore about very specific movies too. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different stripes of Disney fandom, but they, there are many of them. They are, they are Legion. Right. And then of course there is DC, which I mean, the, the comics, love the movies, them. the animated cartoons, movies, the cartoons, animated I, love movies. Yeah. I just watched, I was just watching an episode of like justice league unlimited the other day. Cause I was thinking about it. It's like, I want to see that. I just, Pulled it up on Amazon and watched it, or not Amazon then, Max, HBO Max, right? And then probably, it's obviously, the thing that took over the whole world over the past uh, decade plus is uh, Marvel's MCU. I would say the MCU in itself is a whole another beast that could warrant a conversation separate of just Marvel. Uh, it's it's pretty insane the popularity on this, and it it how much bigger than I ever thought it could. I, I won't I won't lie. I, I never. So- I remember that first Avengers, uh, we broke it down a lot uh, back in the Nerdcast days. And when they did it, it was, we were all impressed. Like, you, they did it. They pulled together an ensemble cast like that and made it work in a way. And then it was just no turning back. But I, I did, I wanted to move through those quickly because I wanted to spend a little time on the two stars um, that we talk about. Because uh, when I think fandoms and, and franchises, Star Trek, as well as Star Wars, uh, both you say those Huge. and people, but also people could assume like, if I say star Wars, are you talking the franchise? Or are you talking the fans? Are you talking the culture? Are you talking everything like that? Uh, both of them are like that. You were here last summer uh, for fan expo Denver, and we were set up right next to, uh, you know, that giant star Trek. I mean, they had everything. Uh, it's insane what they do. And then of course, you know, the star Wars, you have all those, those costuming groups, 501st, obviously many others, uh, it, things of that. Um, I, we both like them all, but we both like, both. I love them. Both, we both yes. like both. That's the words I'm looking for. Um, I, I would say we both tend to lean a little more in one direction though. If I'm, if I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely more, it just depends on the mood too. Cause they're very different. Like there's one is a hard, not, I shouldn't say hard sci-fi, but one is like a, a science fiction and one is a, space opera like they're not the same by any stretch of the imagination but i've definitely invested more probably into the star wars canon and world but i do love star trek i played star trek games and star trek rpgs and seen every star trek show i have i need to watch the apparently the i watched the first two seasons of picard 
The third season of Picard just finished. It was the last season. It's apparently very good. They get everyone back from the next generation. At some point, I need to sit down and watch it. I just haven't had time yet. Right. But I well, really love the Lower Decks. If you like, um, I do actually. It's Lower Decks fun. is amazing, and it's also like very funny, very good. But it's also a very good Star Trek show, and they also do a lot of like crazy deep cuts to like old school Star Trek stuff, and everything from Voyager to DS Nine to the original series. DS Nine is my favorite. I could watch Star Trek DS Nine. Literally any day of the week. If Deep Space Nine, um, it's my favorite show of all time. So it's so good. So for me, the the big spiel you gave about Indiana Jones, which I love Indiana Jones to no end to, but Star Wars is that for me. I think Star Wars obviously was before that original trilogy was before our time. Like it was I what the, the second one came out when I was born. Like it was it was much too young. But I remember finding these VHSs in my house my parents owned the star Wars show. Like what this, that doesn't even make sense in my mind, but it that's, you know, we know this to be just, this was it. Like it changed things. And I just like you, you talk about those memories of Indiana Jones. And when I think, and I look back at my childhood, Ninja Turtles, we, we went there. I, I can give you vivid memories of specific things with Ninja Turtles. I can give you vivid memories of why vanilla ice is so important to me because because of, <laughs> of secret of the ooze and him being in that movie with star wars it, i just i remember being a young just young and putting that vhs in and being like this is it like this is i'm a nerd i am forever a geek and this is what i love and and i also remember the enthusiasm the excitement from the world, not just the community, when the the when the prequel trilogy was coming out, and then the disappointment with Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> obviously, um, and then even the new stuff. I know it's hit or miss, but like Rogue One is probably one of the best movies in the entire franchise. I, I absolutely love Rogue One. Um, I I have started Andor. Unfortunately, I started it way late. I'm really enjoying that. It's um, so good. It is. It is really good. I just. I, I mean, I, I tattooed it on my damn body. Like that's how much yeah. I love Star Wars. Uh, it truly is that if I, so my problem is here and you, you gave me, you gave me a few things. You gave me film franchises. Cause I think you thought that's specifically what I was talking about. Cause I think, but when I, when I think here, I mean, if we're talking about things we've tattooed on our body, Zelda, oh, is well, that too, one yeah. of, I would make um, my list of things that are formative franchises and fandoms. And the new one comes out very soon. It actually leaked online and I'm right. so excited for tears of the kingdom. When I think back to my childhood, there's, there's Batman. We went bigger here with DC talking about, but there's Batman, there's Ninja Turtles and there's Star Wars. Like that defines my childhood. Those three things right there. I mean, obviously I love baseball. I, there's other things I did, but when you say in terms of me growing up to be the nerd, I am those three things like it's it's ninja turtles batman and star wars that's that's it hands down absolutely molded me into like it's weird to say it but yes inter entertainment pieces that helped mold me into the nerd i am I today. Mean, indiana jones probably spider-man probably star wars is probably on that list too you do love know. some spider-man we didn't put him in here we again went bigger with i mean the marvel's Marvel in picture, there but, but i do spider-man was my guy i had all the spider-man comics so Spider-Man's fun. I, I do like me some, I do like me some Spider-Man. Um, all right. Well, I want to keep us at an hour this time uh, because I, our fans go to sleep pretty early. I know we, we, uh, our, our fan is fans are an older audience that need their early bedtime there. 
Uh, just kidding. I need my junk food. That's what I need. So we talked fa uh, fandoms and franchises as we do. We talk different things, but what we want to hear from you is uh, obviously it's getting late. So it's hard to just put the comments in here, but you're probably picking this up on YouTube later, or maybe you're catching us on our audio feed. Go over to project nerd, go to our YouTube channel, go wherever in the comments. Let us know some of your favorite franchises. Let us know some of your favorite fandoms. Um, something we didn't get into too much today because we just, got super nerdy about franchises we did want to dive deeper into fandoms and you know the toxicity of it some maybe that's covered in a later episode um but also make sure you check out wherever you can find project nerd down here uh we are on many of the socials actually that twitter one should be deleted we do not have a twitter account anymore um but you can you find put, us on. you could you could put just like the actual website in that spot that that's a good idea maybe i'll edit this seeing as the point. actual website isn't down here anywhere Right. Well, it is projectnerd.com. That's a project project hyphen nerd.com. You should probably um, go there so you can pick up your tickets to the Project Nerd Film Festival. Oh, I was right there with you. I put it on the screen. That's it. The Project Nerd Film Festival right here in Westminster, Colorado on June 10th. Um, Tyler, as always, it was a pleasure catching up. Always with you a pleasure. On some nerdy things. We will be meeting again, uh, hopefully in a couple weeks. Two weeks uh, from now. Yes, we will talk on some things. In the meantime, don't forget to catch our other shows. They got dangerously close to my name there. But my funny friends alternates Wednesdays with us on Press Play. We obviously live stream on Tuesday night, but we drop the audio and everything Wednesday morning. Uh, two Guys, One Films currently airing uh, season on Fridays. But uh, let's sign off. Let's dance on. Let's dance our way out of here. Um, I would say what if it, I wasn't worried. They just did a one that I really I haven't watched it, but I was like, oh, they, they did Joe Dirt recently. Two Guys, One Film. Joe, I decided to Joe, watch it. <laughs> Joe Dirt, uh, yeah, they, they have some interesting movies this season for sure. But uh, I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna put it back up on the screen since we were talking about it last Star Wars. That's our cue. That's our that's our ticket out. All right, May the fourth. There it is. Hold on, I'm stalling because I gotta find our our video. There, here it is. All right, found it. Project, you <laughs> make that.